is episode 297 of Nerds Eye View. This is a bit of a special one. I'm Jordan Scott, and I am joined by two special guests. Please introduce yourselves. Hello, I'm Shia Carey. <laughs> Welcome. You may know me from my appearances on such podcasts as Trent Talk. Nice. And High Crimes. Ooh. And a third one. I don't even know. <laughs> That's actually the That's name the of the name show. Of the that it wasn't me grasping at straws. Nice. Um, please find us at calicopodcast.com. <laughs> nice. Hi, I'm Claire Dickerson. And I'm also from Trent Talk and also from High... We have... In we share the, to, exactly the same credits. In addition to Trent Talk, we have a little podcast network that just crea- I just created called Calico. So, yeah. Nice. We do things. Lots well, of things. I thought I would, uh, <laughs> you know, from one network to another, we could reach out and have this yeah. sharing of minds. We're still technically with Benview, yeah. with Trent Talk. We just haven't recorded an, epi- recorded an episode. Benson told me that... Uh, Vincent's waiting on for you to get to Social Network so he could be on there. Hmm? The oh, Social Network the soundtrack. episode, yeah. That's right. Yeah. I know. You have, you have people waiting for you. I'm both. sorry, Benson. Oh. It's just, we've written ourselves into a corner and there's a lot of pressure. I've but been busy, man. Yeah, that too. Yep. Work. Life. Life. Finds a way and it gets in the way. Finds a way to get in the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... We're not exactly here to talk about all the wonderful things that you both create. We're here to talk about Doctor Strange. And instead of having a normal episode where we have the whole shebang of talking about uh, the box office and talking about all the new movies that are coming out on Blu-ray and TV and the dead format known as DVD, uh, we're just going to get into the movie. Mm -hmm. And uh, there will not be a hard stop for the spoiler section like we usually have. We're just going to talk... And when we're done talking, we're done talking. Stephen Strange. Might I offer you some advice? Forget everything that you think you know. You're a man looking at the world through a keyhole. You've spent your life trying to widen it. Your work saved the lives of thousands. What if I told you that reality is one of many? I don't believe in fairy tales about chakras or energy or the power of belief. You wonder what I see in your future? Possibility. Why are you doing this? There are other ways to save lives. So much you don't know. Let's 
start this magical ride. <laughs> Let's start talking. Uh, Doctor Strange came out this past weekend. What was it? The fourth. The Same day yeah, as fourth. Trolls. I mean, <laughs> it always look. That's a, if a people, tough spot. If people want to go and see the movie the day before, you we can, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, what movie was it? it? Was like Star Wars or something where they had so many pre-showings that it went into Wednesday. <laughs> the world is crazy now. That's I think crazy. Doctor Strange you could have seen on Thursday the third mm-hmm. at like seven p.m. Yeah, yeah. I think that's just the normal format now for what they think is a big release. It's like a midnight asterisk <clears throat> showing. Like midnight, and by that we mean yeah. five showings when before midnight. When the fuck ever? Can yeah. I swear on this show? Yes. Okay. By all <laughs> means. You can just preload it and just get them all out now. No, no, no. I'm just going to... Bastard. There we go. There we go. Uh, but the, it starred uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, Chiotel Edgio 4, uh, Mitchell McAdams, Benedict Wong, Mads Mikkelsen, Tilda Swinton, Michael Stubar, and a bunch of, you know, Benjamin Bratt, Scott Su- uh, Atkins. <laughs> there's, just, there's a bunch of people. But, I mean, those are the names that most people will recognize. Dudes and dudes and dudes yeah. and two ladies. And some, uh, I'm going ladies. through the names. I'm going through the yeah. names that uh, most people won't recognize because they're lesser-known actors mm-hmm. and actresses. But there's more women than men in the nes- in the lesser-known section. So that's that's interesting. But mm-hmm. you're right. As far as the the main cast, we've got mainly dudes. And this movie is the lesser-known but highly regarded section of the MCU. Uh, which is the magic sense section where, you know, we've got the Avengers protecting the Earth. We've got the Guardians of the Galaxy protecting the universe. But who's going to protect reality and time? Mm-hmm. And it's going to be... Jean Grey. Jean Just Grey. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> A cocky neurosurgeon who yeah. goes on maybe an arc mm-hmm. in this film. Yeah. Um, yeah, like... Or how do we jump into this? How do we approach this? We can we can start at the beginning. We could start after the supposed arc. We could we could just this is free format. You guys, whatever comes to mind first, please let's go on this ride. Well, I mean, I have mixed feelings about this movie, as mm-hmm. as I do with pretty much any blockbuster, especially yeah. Marvel films, because <clears throat> for me it all comes down to like whether the writing in deeply insults my intelligence or just shallowly <laughs> insults my intelligence. Right. right. Um, but yeah, I actually am like. A small-time Doctor Strange fan. Um, I grew up with Marvel Comics in my house because uh, my mom was a real DC Comics nerd. My dad was a Marvel Comics nerd. Ooh, um, rivalry. So, yeah, I guess there's a bit of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, my dad loved Doctor Strange because he's basically like, I mean, he's he's a cerebral, like spiritual mm-hmm. hero who's who's very like kind of reserved, intellectual, but then also like he has really psychedelic stuff happen to him. Mm-hmm. Like he goes into the dream realm. Or like you know, does basically his battles with his villains take place like you know on on a, a level that's not just I punch you real good, right? Um, even though the movie deviated from that somewhat, yeah. Um, so yeah, I I, I like Doctor Strange, and mostly I was just happy that they made a Doctor Strange movie because, like you said, it's it's a lesser known and I guess lesser loved part right. of the marvel universe the people who know about him love him right but not m- most people don't mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know a- and the strange thing about this this uh this series of movies is when this all started iron man wasn't the main dude in the in the marvel universe right. he wasn't but because of the movies he's now a huge force right so the movies are kind of influencing where the comics are going and really controlling 
the, the, the mind frame of people who enjoy movies and people who enjoy comics and, and kind of deciding where this path is going to go. So for them to put the money behind something that not a lot of people know about, but some people love, is really cool. But do they do, they do justice to the property? Is, is the real question I at think, the end of the day. I think Rotten Tomatoes put it most gently in uh-huh. their summary where they said um, <laughs> that the, the, the film does really well with its sort of like outre source material mm-hmm. that is sort of has to live in the constraints of blockbuster filmmaking. Yeah, what they've like, designed. we got to have at least 10 big fights. we yeah. got to have a love interest. we got to mm-hmm. have... So, I mean, within the constraints of a blockbuster, it's, it, it's pretty... Okay. Yeah, it's it's hard for them to get out of the formula they've created, and and this one's even worse because it's double double downing on the fact of not only is this a part of of this arc that they're creating, and because of that they're all formulaic, but it's also an origin story in an age where we're trying to get away from origin stories. Ah, oh, that's totally right. Mm-hmm. So it it it's it has to try and keep our interest, even though we've seen a million origin stories now, and most it, they they had to walk a line of giving us what we need to know setting up something new sliding it into a pre-existing universe while also making sure we weren't bored and that's that's a hard line to walk it is so so you know i'm interested to hear i'd actually like to get into the movie chronologically but I, i'd like to give claire a chance to please, her, uh, please yes. her thesis statement um I didn't know Doctor Strange going into it, uh-huh. and I have mostly hated Marvel movies. I grew up on X-Men and was very upset with what they did to X-Men, and I just haven't looked back. Hold on, hold on. Did you enjoy the first movie? Yeah. Because I loved I loved the first it. X-Men. I mean, I loved it when it came out. I don't yes. love it now. Right, because of- it set it's so much up. And I was so excited for it. It is solely responsible for where we're at now. Yeah. In it, just movies in general, comic books and everything. It did amazing things. And it has a tone that no movie has been brave enough to go back to. Which is? Just this dark, almost realistic view of what mutants would be like in the real world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. And, and now, Senator Kelly turns into a jellyfish and explodes. And that, oh, it's so good. And that's the most, uh, that's what I'm saying. That's crazy that that could be seen as the most realistic Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. When at the end of the day, we are so bombastic and we're so crazy and it's so, let's save the world. Yeah. And there's a blue time. laser that shoots into the sky and we have to stop the aliens from, yeah. yeah. And we have to let Joss read it. Joss Whedon and his people who sound like his fucking voice write these goddamn movies yeah. over and over every, again. Every I'm so fucking tired Whedon of it. Now. Yeah, I'm so tired. And that, of that's it. what I'm saying is is we started at this interesting place mm-hmm. and then it it snowballed. Yeah. For me, it's always going to be Spider Man, X Men, X Men Two. It's like the holy yeah. trinity of like good yeah, Marvel. The first movies. Spider Man, yeah. even though it, it it went to a pretty messed up place afterwards, uh, I really enjoy those first two Spider Man movies. Yeah, I, I liked think. the first one. I think I fell asleep during the second one. Yeah, I don't recall. Yeah, I think they did the Doc third. Ock very well as like a tragic. Yes, villain. yeah, that was one of my favorite things. I cared mm-hmm. about Doc Ock, and I never thought anyone could ever make me care about Doc Ock. There hasn't been a good villain in I don't know how many it's been so Marvel long. movies. It's been so Ultron long. was all right. Yeah, I didn't realize he was voiced by James Spader. Oh, I, if, I, if I had known <laughs> that, I watched. If I, w- I had known that, I would have jumped in way quicker. Yeah, what is that show that he's on right now? The uh, Blacklist. 
Really? Yeah. I don't he's, know. Take your word. He's the main dude. Like, it's him and a female lead. And it's just the two of them. He's like a, 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 a kind of disgraced FBI agent turned spy turned criminal. And he turns himself back in to help take down criminals worse than him. And it's just it's just James Spader, James Spadering everywhere, every episode. <laughs> and it's just, it's amazing. If he wasn't in that show, that show would be stupid, and it would be dumb, and it would be formulaic, and I wouldn't care about it. But he's just oozing through every scene that he's in, and it just <laughs> propels the show forward. So when I heard his voice coming out of that robot, <laughs> I was there. Frothy. I was, just, I was like, thank you. Honestly, I, I would have loved to have more of it. Like, because he had, I think, the best villain monologues. Right. In a, in a long time. I agree. Um, but yeah, it was overshadowed by more stupid action and mm-hmm. the Avengers fighting each other instead mm-hmm. of moving the plot forward. Yep. I hated Speaking that of moving movie the plot so forward, much. Claire, uh, Doctor Strange. <laughs> Two thumbs up for yeah, me. Yeah, let's get, let's get back. Uh, three thumbs up. Three? Three thumbs up? Three thumbs up? Three David Frum. Nobel Prize winning economist? David Frum? No. I'll give it okay. a thumb up. A thumb up. Wow. Give it the split thumb. But it's like a weak thumb. It's, it's not. Like my a, thumb isn't fully up. Uh, a forty-fiver. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. a weak. It's a sad thumb. It's a drunk Roman it's empress. A, just for once, I do like the effects. Yeah. The way everything looked was really good. It <sighs> wasn't too overdone, in yeah. my opinion. I mean, like when he's going through the whole dream sequence thing. That was at times a little too like acid yeah. trip. Yeah, it's like how crazy can we make everything? Right. Yeah. I I was fixated the whole time on imagining like the apparatus they had him strapped up in when they yeah. were like f- like shooting him in in front and the way of the he's green like screen. Yeah, his hair and how and his arms how many and... things must he be hooked up to? Yeah, yeah. and all this. Oh! Well, he loves getting strapped into things. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, it's pretty clear. Yeah, he did mocap for smog. Oh, yeah, in, yeah, like, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. He just he had like a big head on, right? A big he dragon just head on. Like his, he acts the shit out of things. I liked Doctor Strange, or I liked him as Doctor Strange rather. But you want to yeah. start the journey? Once upon a time, there was a brilliant neurosurgeon who in New York. He's in New York. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, where the Avengers are. Okay, yeah. Avenger Tower, Fantasy York, which is York. Um, York, 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 Marvel. Oh yeah, York. you do see the Avengers Tower as they do flyovers. Yeah, of the yeah. City he's like everything. he's like shaving, and okay. they're like, "Oh, here's the cityscape. There's Avenger Tower right yeah. there." Yeah, I didn't notice that, but I yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, the first scene we're treated to, which I think Claire actually missed because of obligations. Um, I had to pee. Oh, um, <laughs> hey, priorities. All right, we got there late because of reasons. A bunch of <laughs> bunch of badass monks break into a library. And oh yeah tie up a dude and do this really elaborate torture kill thing where they chop off his head and it's this is the first scene of the film oh no we're we're good oh i thought we could just like pause and you can edit it out oh i don't care okay (laughs) go on spoilers spoilers an unnamed character gets beheaded in the first 30 seconds sorry yeah in a a very flashy way they discuss that they catch his head in a bowl for some reason yeah and um, well, they didn't want to get the books dirty, uh, and just like really was like, oh man, yeah, he was Hannibal. Dope. Yeah, Matt Mickelson played Hannibal in the TV series. Oh, oh my god! I haven't Hannibal. seen it. Oh my god! I haven't seen it. We might just have to wondering. pause this and watch all of Hannibal, <laughs> and then come back, and, and then come back and record this episode. 
I'll call in and sick then to work. They already. steal, they rip out a page from a magic book, uh-huh. which, by the way, are like so unprotected. You just you, so you walk through the door. There's yeah. one dude you have to kill, and then there's these chains that you just push a button Look, and the chains pop off. If magic sorcerers don't have an honor system, who does? Yeah, that's true. They do have lockers on like police locker rooms. Isn't, mm-hmm. that, isn't that weird? Yeah, a little bit. You think about it. Like, well, let's not. I I have a lot of information there. It shouldn't be on the podcast. Yep. Uh, yeah. So after that opening sequence, oh wait, I forgot the ancient one, super mm. badass monk chases them into the mirror dimension where crazy oh, crazy what? fight number one happened. And yeah, I she, came out of the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. It, it was she followed him to uh, to a different location, him and mm-hmm. his lackeys, mm-hmm. and then put them in the mirror dimension and have this crazy fight where she totally changes this scenery like all the buildings and makes them like become this giant roller to crush them yeah yeah basically the effects department just uh is giving a giant middle finger to christopher nolan saying like oh yeah you thought inception was bad how about this yeah this is like inception squared Mm. (laughs) which i mean it looks great yeah i I got by the end of the movie i got really tired of it yeah but the first couple of times you are like because it's it's kind of cheesy and dumb, but in like a good way, like a good comic book yeah. way. And I love that they explain how that, where that power comes from mm-hmm. and why the people who have it have it and why everyone else doesn't. Yeah. And because of that, they get away from it mm-hmm. because at the very last scene of the movie, no one's using that power. We're just watching Dr. Strange use his powers mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, which we can talk about later. Mm-hmm. But like... Because of that, there are only two main scenes where we see that crazy stuff. But you're right. That second scene is so long that it's nice that we get oh, away from scene. it. Oh, my God. It's anyway. nice that we get away from it. Yeah, yeah. And the bad dudes escape with the book mm-hmm. after subduing yeah, the Super pages. Monk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tilda Swinton. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, I mean, it's kind of a stalemate. Like, he loses right. a bunch of dudes but escapes. Yeah. And then she's like, well, I can't. I don't know where they went because the gate closed. So she just kind of walks right. away. They also establish one of the main magics we're going to see over and over and over and over and over in the movie mm-hmm. is that they make little hula hoops that take you to another place. Yeah. It's a portal, Shia. Yeah. yeah. But they need a portal key ring thing. <laughs> you got to do a quick little rave dance and yeah. and then the portal opens up. Hey, look, it just means that whoever did a whole lot of Molly <laughs> is ready to become a sorcerer. Well, in that case, pull, where's my ring? I've earned that ring. Then we're introduced to Dr. Stephen Strange, who's doing some brain surgery things with his um, ex-lover, Rachel McAdams. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, Which we find out later. Their intro is fine. I, th- yeah. I think it's, it's done well enough that we get... You're supposed to know everything about the character by page 10, right? Yeah. And I feel like we get broad strokes of who dr strange is he's kind of likable but also kind of a dick he's yeah he corrects everyone on everything treats all of his colleagues like dirt he's housing Mm -hmm. it up he's basically dr yeah he is he is housing it up yeah his character in this film is basically written as a fusion of dr house and tony stark it's yeah it's annoying because but i mean in in the marvel (laughs) he's got the quips like every single um, I guess the AV club, I'm stealing this from them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many swinging dicks in the Marvel universe of just like yeah. arrogant, um, dickish it's, heroes. It's basically a vine Iron dick Man, forest Thor, and you just got to try and get yeah. through it without getting smacked in the head too many times. I so think of it Doctor as Strange. like in Half-Life when the, the 
things. The, the vines. barnacles. Yeah, the Where barnacles. they try and pull yeah. you up. Yeah, they're yep. just going to grab you by the head if you don't get out of that dick forest. That's yeah. why I'm tired of these fucking movies. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's like we have these like super arrogant um, macho ladies men as, yeah. as our leads. Mm-hmm. Um, which is funny because like uh, the three I listed, um, Iron Man, Thor, and Doctor Strange, all three of them have girlfriends that they just don't care about <laughs> at all to the point that or Gwen- ex-girlfriends like Gwyneth Paltrow left the Marvel Universe because she was like I have so little little to do as, yeah. as Tony Stark's girlfriend and they had girlfriend. such a great chance of making her a far more involved character with uh, what's her what's her what's her what's her name when she's in the suit oh Pots. yeah uh, yeah I don't even know I don't this is something, but she in the in the in the comic books, Cyber Last. She she Blondie she gets girl. a suit and becomes one of the you know one of his crew mm-hmm. and actually fights and does interesting things. And they have a place where she could like keep her powers without you know spontaneously combusting. They had a chance right. to do she that. She got infected by the the fiery virus. Yeah. thing and became this super heroine that saved his life. And had a chance to make her a far more interesting, active character in the universe, and didn't. Oh, you mean like the exact same thing that happens to Jean Grey? Right. <laughs> she becomes the Phoenix and never reappears. And then in the, series. the Marvel movies were like, "No, you know what? Let's just have you become psychotic and kill everybody." That's. Um, I don't really blame Marvel for that. I blame Fox. Well, yeah. Because Fox is the one who's deciding the fate of those characters. Oh, yeah. Fox owns X Men. So. Yeah, That's and so always has. Stupid. And Fantastic Four. I mean, Fantastic Four is not that's good. N- I don't well, think that's ever they've, worked. I know, but they've they've <laughs> taken properties and just pushed them off of buildings. So uh, we, we meet Doctor Strange. Yeah. I think that's as far as we've gotten. Um, one quick note is, like, I'm a little bit tired of how writers are constantly trying to work. I mean, not just modern pop culture references, mm-hmm. but, like, pop music references constantly. Like, mm-hmm. in Guardians of the Galaxy, the whole... It was know, constant, yeah. Yeah, that you, you have the mixtape. tons of, like... like Number one Motown hits just on repeat. Literally same, every song same, that I'm tired of hearing. Ever. The exact same gimmick happened. I loved it at the time. In uh. Doctor Strange, where he's because I hadn't heard those songs in forever. <laughs> he's committing surgery. Um, committing surgery. And, and his his uh, his techs or his his backup surgery people. Yeah. Um, are they, quizzing him. Yeah, they're quizzing him on music. Well, he's and they're got playing a like Number memory. one seventies hits. Yeah. yeah. Um, he memorized the top one hundred charts for the last. 50 years and now likes to beat people's bets by quoting from his photographic memory like it's i mean it's not interesting that made me giggle because i my brain holds so little content but like Mm. so much music trivia right it's stupid yep well and also we're we're treated to like his attempt at an american accent yeah, I which love is, it. It may have charted in 1978. Yeah, I just. I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't, noticed it at first, but over <clears throat> time, I forgot about it. I don't notice it at the time, but then I always, upon thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, that was not. He does not have the best American accent. It's pretty bad. But then I, again, most Americans sound pretty stupid. So I asked a coworker um, once. He's Mexican. Because he was making fun of me making fun of um, like a European accent. Uh So I was like, give me your best American accent. And he like, I find that people who don't have American accents always default to like cowboy. Yeah. Southern. Yeah. Every time. I'm an American. (laughs) 
no, you're a Texan. <laughs> yeah. It's not the same thing because they're trying to secede. <laughs> please, please. Yeah. Unless there's people in Texas who listen to this podcast, you're fine. I have some family there, but I can visit I them. I do too. I don't care. They're fine. I'll visit them in whatever country they end They'll up be to good. be. <laughs> be or good. I won't. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> it's okay. They have really good rest stops. I yeah. love their rest stops. They're they? beautiful. They're, works of, they're work of arts. You know like, what? It's nuts. Also, work Iowa. Of of art? Work of arts. Yeah. Iowa has good rest stops. I don't know what that. What is Iowa's that? a garbage place. I, <laughs> Sorry if you're from Iowa. What is what is it about <laughs> like weird states and great rest stops? They're just like, well, this and corn are the only things that people are gonna <laughs> we see. We know you're gonna be passing through, so have a good time while you're doing yeah, it. Yeah, get a, have some Wi-Fi, and here's a trail you can walk upon. Yeah. It's like, what are you and doing? A giant dome that you can see all the stars in yeah. for some reason. You're describing a, a rest stop. A rest stop. Huh. A rest stop. A giant Sometimes concrete a structure that yeah. looks like a mountain for no reason. Yeah. Mm. Just like, why? Weird. But since we're talking about rest stops, <laughs> he, uh, he goes to an event and because he's too busy looking at work stuff, he uh, keeps his eyes off the road. And, and it starts to rain. Yeah, side swipes another vehicle and, and has a spectacular crash. Mm-hmm. We do, yeah, we got a couple of character notes, like I said, photographic memory, kind of a dickhead, shits on his colleague, shits on Rachel McAdams, um, but is, yeah, he loves going, he loves t- hearing himself talk, so he goes to give a, a talk to like a cancer society or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, he picks out from a giant drawer of Rolexes, which, which is rotating. his most favorite Rolexes, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, he's, he's super materialistic, and then he jumps in his like Porsche 1911 or whatever mm-hmm. it is, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's funny. It, it's funny how quickly highway. the movie gets him in that car crash. They could not yeah. have him <laughs> get in the car like, crash. We know fast you're not going to like this guy where he's at, so let's put him somewhere. Yeah, else. like because yeah, he, there's not a lot of reasons to sympathize with him. At he's, all. he's like he's kind of charming because like he's really good at stuff. Mm-hmm. But then yeah, after the car crash, he's even less likable. Yeah, uh, because he has the arrogance without the ability anymore. Yeah, so his hands are crushed. When we actually get like a specific hand crushy sound effect in the car accident, Man, which it's I actually have... pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a good scene. And the way the way it shows the dash crushing on his hands because he's holding onto the steering wheel, mm-hmm. it's pretty nuts. And hands mm-hmm. actually recur as like almost a visual motif, mm-hmm. like a lot of times in the movie. Because um, he's perfect with his hands. Oh, well, not anymore. Well, yeah. So he gets his, <laughs> he gets like permanent nerve damage in his hands. Um, and he's still so arrogant. He get he wakes up from his coma and he's like, Blaming "What have they done to me?" Everybody, yeah. And they're like, "Well, they did the best they could." And he's like, "I could have done better." Yeah. I'm like, mm. dude. Mm. Yeah. And then you we could have, have also not text and texted and drove. Yeah, Don't text like, and drive. Let's look at X-rays while driving. That's weird. Like, I don't. He could have been doing anything, but they decided to have him have like a night ri- a night rider com- computer system. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. What else would he be doing? I mean, he if, if we really wanted to like dislike this dude and make it real, it's like maybe he's like um, he's texting all of his mis- mistresses or something. No, 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 no. Yeah. It makes him extra unlikable because he's picking from a list of people who are dying and oh, saying, "Oh well, and I can't get enough." Not to do the case because yeah, it, it will it look bad on his career. He's got it a, won't give him he's enough. He's got a right. perfect record, yeah. and he's just passing people. He actually passes roads by Iron Man's buddy. Who crashes in the Avengers oh, movie? Oh my god! They give him the information. Of oh, I didn't know that. No, it was Rhodes. It was it was like spinal fracture, 
uh, can't walk from the down. It was a crash inside of a metal suit or so they say. Mm-hmm. And they're describing roads from, from, from Captain America. That's kind of great. Movie. And he says, no, I'm not doing it because I got a perfect record. No, What's I guess you're right. They, they could not have made him more dickish. Yeah. yeah. But it's dickish in like a not re- totally relatable way. Yeah. yeah. Because he cares so much about his work, it's more important than people. Mm. Which I think is better than him just having a bunch of women. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just because threw that out at, there. at the end of the day, it just that's what I'd his, be doing if I was getting in a car crash. His his work, <laughs> his work is so Side important. Side eye so strong. It, it matters more than anything else. Also, like even his own safety. Like superhero dudes throwing away women is not something we haven't seen a million times. Yeah. So like, do something else. Yeah, we've got Tony Stark <laughs> like asking Pepper Potts to drive somebody home in the first Iron Man movie. So. Yeah. yeah we, we've already had that. We don't need that here. And uh, I don't know. This is so begins his journey to fix himself. And, and, bitch, and pay, pay for just horrible a surgeries. Of bitching. Yeah, just being a big baby. Ugh, it's funny, too, because it. I like, almost he, fell asleep during that. He goes through a few different things. He tries physical therapy for like a week. Yep. Um, well, I mean, we <laughs> don't really. For like a second. It doesn't tell us how much time is passing. Well, it tells us with his beard that time has right. passed. The beard marks time. <laughs> Yeah, um, he tries physical therapy, and he's like, uh, "Has anyone ever come back from permanent nerve damage?" And um, his therapist says, "This one dude." Mm-hmm. Uh, so he pulls the case file. Goes well, and he talks says, to the guy. "He says I'm going to prove it to you just to shut up to prove your arrogant ass wrong." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which I like. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, it's like he sort of speaks for the audience because it's like, "Come on, man! No like one, your life yeah, isn't that bad." Yeah, you're being an idiot. Um, but yeah, he talks to this dude who says he healed himself. After going to a secret place, Kamartage, in the Himalayas, mm-hmm. um, and getting training from, does he say the ancient one? No, he just says, no. I no, had, he I just found says, my teacher. He just says, this is where I went. I sat down with guru, gurus all over the world, and I, I eventually ended up in Kamartage. Right. And, and that's, that's where this happened. Mm-hmm. And then he saddles up for his journey east. And spends, but not, spends the rest not of before, his money. Not before dealing one last backhand to Rachel McAdams. Because who, she's who been just, taking care of him. just wants to take care of him. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, why would I stay for you? And it's like, dude. Yeah. dude. And that's the thing. is like they, We set him up as an anti-hero. Because you're either supposed to, in the first act of the film, you have to like, you know, save the cat or, <laughs> or kick the dog. Right? Mm-hmm. Screenwriting. Um mm-hmm. But so he kicks the dog because he's an antihero, but he kicks it a little too hard. Like it made yeah. it like he's just so that, he's so into his own self depression and hate and just being unhappy with his life that he's you know pushing everybody away, which is not the first movie to do this. Mm. And uh, and he's also at a point where he's paid out of pocket for all of these experimental surgeries. That's why he's got the lines on his hands because mm. he's paid for surgery after surgery trying to fix this so it's better but it's not where he wants it to be. So he spends the last of his money on this trip and you know, pushes her away in the process by being a huge dick. Yeah, um, what was I going to say? Uh, it ma- yeah, it made it hard for me to, to sympathize with him because I think honestly Benedict Cumberbatch may have been a victim of his own acting because he's good, because he's, he's good. Yeah, um, it was and strong. Then, and then when he genuinely like throws everything in her face, it's like I, her, I felt for her. I was like, well, yeah, because yeah. he was also doing that for like mm, no reason. Um, so just like that totally erratic pattern of abuse. Well, he's got like, he's got dude, no one else close to him to vent at. You right. know what I mean? Like 
eventually when people are caught up in these patterns of, of depression and, and, and just hopelessness, they end up taking it out on those around him and he literally has no one else. No one else is even close to liking him or being friends with him. So he takes all of it, just throws it at her. It's and rough. It's hard to watch. We go to Magic Tibet. Catmandu. You guys are just staring at me. I know I'm not talking very much. We just want to make space for. No, 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 no. You're fine. Podcast. I just don't know what to. I just. I, what good. did you think about Catmandu? I thought that they really hyped up what white people think it looks like over there. <laughs> That's there's all these um, all these like. Uh, cinematic indicators of like you are in an exotic land, which is like <laughs> yeah. there, there always has to be. A, you are somewhere in the Middle East. You, Here's yeah, you a walk tanned through. man with dreadlocks, and he's old, and he's selling a thing on the street, and he's wearing no shirt. There's steam rising out of mysterious pots. Ah. Um, strange music is playing. There's a guru on a mat somewhere. Um, yeah, straight ur- urchin children run and through he, the streets. So he's still this like super smart millionaire. Well, was a millionaire, but he's just like stumbling through the streets, just like this Come place. Do you know where to find this place? Come like, Come dude. Well, they wouldn't really announce it on the internet. Right. Um, That's actually. Um, uh, it's. I think they were trying to do an homage to his origin story, um, in the comics, which is he actually. So, like you were saying, he spent his entire fortune trying to heal himself. Didn't work. And and um, Rachel, Rachel McAdams make a big point before she before he blows up at her of you've always spent money as soon as you got it. Right. You've mm-hmm. never saved money. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I suppose. And then he's going. Oh right! So he's just setting you back up. Right. So um, he spent he blows <laughs> his entire fortune on healing himself and then becomes like an an alcoholic bum uh, staggering through the streets. And in the comics, he actually just ends up on a dock somewhere where he hears people talking about Camartage. Um, so this is basically Benedict Cumberbatch, you know, really quickly becoming a, just a, a vagabond loser. Um, so, yeah, we're, this is supposed to be his lowest point where he's just staggering through the streets. Like, it's, it's not c- like he can c- go c- home. Dish. He doesn't have mm-hmm. any more money. So he's at this point, he's probably spending his last dollars on food, just hoping that he'll find the place mm-hmm. asking around for it. And then Cutie Pie from Star Wars. Is that who he is? Oh, Chiwetel? Yeah. Um, I know him as the operative from Firefly. Yeah, Serenity. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that that was the first time I've seen him in Oh, maybe he's not. Right, so he's staggering around. I'm doing that thing where I'm just like, oh, he looks like that other black guy. I don't know the names of these fellows. I'm the worst. Yeah, well, good for y'all. Somebody practiced this ahead of time. unique name. Well, he's just been in a bunch of movies I've seen. Okay, well, Cutie Pie from those things that he did. Yep. Comes and saves Doctor Strange from getting mugged. By, I was uh, so sleepy that for the the whole movie, I thought he was the young black guy from Star Wars. <laughs> you thought you thought he was from the most recent Star Wars movie, <laughs> yeah. the guy from Attack the Block, Lando Calrissian. No, not no. Wow. Lando Calrissian Jr. Wow, don't you guys kind of hope though a little bit? No, okay. It's it's the guy from Atlanta. No, I mean. Uh, <laughs> oh, just, you think they're related? I think, yeah. What the, I, God, I, I can't prefer, remember his name. Everybody prefer, is fucking related. Look, I prefer that not every line connect to another. Yeah. Yeah. Please. It would be nice. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway. Just have unique characters. Although I do think Ray was conceived immaculately by the Force. Like okay, 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 okay. I don't care. <clears throat> I don't care. I don't care. Um, I don't care. Um, <laughs> let's stick to one movie that I don't like very much. 
<laughs> so cutie, cutie pie from Serenity comes. Cutie pie, saves, not from Star Wars, comes. Saves Doctor Strange. Follows Doctor Strange, yeah. and then he gets mugged by some non-Asian people. That was a weird thing for me. He's in Tibet, mm-hmm. and then he gets he gets robbed by like the one gang uh, it's, of European it's, it's bad supposed guys. To be, it's supposed to be like holy. Yeah. A holy city where and a bunch of people from all over the world riff come. Riffraff are like. Yeah. We're, I mean, I'm glad. We're going to attack hey, Hans, pilgrims. And let's go rob other white people in <laughs> Nepal. Yeah. Well. Um, cause, but I mean, <laughs> honest, like, honestly, I understand why they did that. Because like, if it was like a local gang of like Tibetan street toughs, mm-hmm. and then Chiwetel shows up and just kicks all of their asses, yeah. that doesn't seem very heroic. Yeah, no, that doesn't. That's no, that's, that's bad. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I'd rather white people be bad people. And then the white, well, I mean, let's be honest. And then so the if, yeah, what crazy world would that be? The real, <laughs> the realest one there is. Um, Welcome to the desert of the real. <laughs> so then his watch breaks, and it's the last thing he had left. Well, I mean, we find out later why he picked that watch, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, amazing that that watch survived the car crash, but not the scuffle with the people. Yeah, maybe it was a different watch. Or was no, it the same watch? It's the one he puts on when he gets in the car. That's why he picks that one out of all the Rolexes. We know he's kind of sentimental, even through all that arrogance, because he picks the one with her name on it. Yeah. Oh, it has a little engraving on the back that yeah. says... Um, Only time will tell Miller how time. much I love you. Yeah. It's Miller Lime. Time. Miller Lime. <laughs> it's it's Christ- Miller it's Time. It's Christine Time. Grab a cold one. Yeah. <clears throat> I can't talk for so, shit. So, um, Chiwetel <laughs> takes Doctor Strange to... Kamartash, which is just like a, uh, it seems like on the exterior, just like a rundown little hotel in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and he meets, does he immediately go in and just like, hey, what's up? Can I see the Sorcerer Supreme? I mean, he's kind of talking to everybody. He he goes into the entryway and, of course, makes the white guy mistake of talking to what is stereotypically in a... a a uh, uh, a smart, wise Asian man, yeah, thinking that that would be the ancient Which one. Which he looked like the ancient one from the comic books. Didn't yeah, he? The, the ancient one in the comic book was a a Fu a Manchu 19, stereotype, a nineteen sixties yeah. stereotype of an Asian man. Yeah. So it is. It was funny that the movie was making that note of like, here's what we could have did, yeah, pretty clearly. But then like, no, here's like sort of an androgynous, cool woman from who's Celtic. Yeah. That um, is hundreds of years which old. Which is weird. Like, they could have kept her Tibetan. I mean, I don't... No. Just, no. I mean, they could have kept her Tibetan and not hired well, not her Tilda to Swinton. do yeah. it. But yeah. Tilda Swinton does a good job. No, she did a she, wonderful job. She was, she was an androgynous angel mm-hmm. and a weirdo on a train. So mm-hmm. I think <laughs> she's got a nice pattern of yeah. acting. She's great. She's a great actress. Mm. I just am tired of white people playing those fucking roles. Yeah. Um, so Doctor Strange and her butt heads a little bit about, uh, he's like, tell me about these med- medical treatments you have. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, well, it, I teach the spirit to heal the body or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's trying to find some scientific way yeah. in which she's doing it. And and then once he realizes it's it's a spiritual path, he he doesn't believe it. Honestly, this scene is probably my favorite scene in the entire movie. Yeah, because it could have gone into this bullshit like, no, we're going to have... I'm going to spend the next 15 minutes of the movie convincing you that spirituality is real and all this stuff. Like no, a she just Professor knocks, X kind of monologue. Yeah. No, she just knocks his ass out of his own body, which is an amazing way to just put someone in their place. Mm-hmm. I yeah. liked the scene. It was a little overdone. 
It went on a little bit too yeah, long. Yeah, down the trippy rabbit oh, hole. Yeah, I mean, that's that, that's the longest sustained trip out sequence in the entire film. And a lot in of the, stuff happens. In the entire happens. world. He's like flying <laughs> through different planets and dimensions. It almost looks like he, he goes through like an Ant-Man yeah, like cellular level dimension similar. at one point. Where it's like, wait. Does that mean he falls through his own eye? Yeah, which is which. That was the trippiest part for yeah, me. Yeah, I liked the eye thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, basically, he just he gets he trips all the balls, um, every ball, and then comes back and is like, "What's in that tea?" Um, yeah, <laughs> which is, is pretty psilocybin funny. LSD. Yeah. Well, no, actually, my this is what makes it my favorite scene in the movie is like he um, she's flipping through her grimoire of spirituality and shows like a map of the chakras and he's like oh i've seen that in a gift shop mm-hmm. um then she sends him into oh, yeah. uh, into all the dimensions that's, that's funny and then he comes back and he's like and, she, and she's like Did, have you seen that in a gift shop <laughs> which is spoilers the best line in the film. yeah that's really great uh I- am i mistaken doesn't dr strange go and get uh uh original ant-man's wife out of the out of the um, like subatomic dimension or something like that. Is this a comic book thing? Yeah, I, I'm not that. Because that's <laughs> I I almost thought that's what some of it was an allusion to. Because when he is going through that trippy sequence, some of it does look almost exactly like when Ant Man went subatomic. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because if anyone can go to a different dimension, right, it would be Doctor Strange. Stephen Strange is your man. Yeah. Also, a quick. If note, he can't do it, no one can. Um. It's weird that he never he doesn't take any kind of a title. He's Doctor Strange at the beginning of the movie and he just continues being Doctor Strange. Yeah. There's no alternate identity or anything. So his his journey is a little bit distinct from the rest of the Marvel universe. Yeah, he doesn't have a alter ego. He's kind of like Iron He Man. just is ego. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and that's the one thing they keep hammering home is like she doesn't want to teach him because you have too much you must let go of your ego. You have too much ego, which is like a lesson that Pretty much every hero in the Marvel Universe has, like, Tony Stark, you must let go of your ego. Star-Lord, you must let go of your ego. Like, everybody must let go of their ego. It's it's mm-hmm. simultaneously the thing that makes them great, but also the thing that can hold them back when they need to be more than that. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then he, he gets thrown out of Camartage, has to beg and plead his way back into Camartage, and they check him in. Yeah, because he's obviously a believer after that. I mean, how can you see that? And then they're like, walk I sense, away. I sense good in him. Um, oh yeah. Also, what's weird is Chiwetel plays. Um, so is, does he just call himself Mordo? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's so. That's a pretty major villain in the spoiler alert. In the <laughs> <laughs> see, I mean, it's fine if you do spoiler alerts after you spoiler, yeah. right? Spoiler alert in the Doctor Strange universe. Like that was one of the villains that I was most used to seeing him fight with is Baron Mordo. Um, yeah, that's his name. Yeah. Um, anyways, so he's like, "What's up? I'm Mordo." And he, uh, there's that scene that was in the trailer, but somehow everybody in the theater still laughed at, which is like, "Shambhala, what yeah. is that? My mantra or I something?" I wish they hadn't shown that in the trailer. It's the Wi-Fi password. We're not savages. Yeah. And then everyone cracked up mm-hmm. because I mean, it, I like the juxtaposition because it's like you see all the spirit dimensions, but it's still like, yeah, we still gonna use like live yeah, journal. We're in the modern age. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely using Live Journal. Um, Mordo. No, well, yeah. Doc, yeah, you're talking Doctor about Strange. But then Strange. also, it's like mm. today she she was emotional with me, and I told her to go fuck herself. I just imagine like the font. <coughs> he's got a GeoCities page. We all did. We uh, no. I think 
Listeners, you're with me on this one, right? And you all had like the spinning 3D text. Yeah, you yeah. You couldn't not do that. Uh, um, and the scrolling marquees. And I even had a little firework uh, cursor tra- trail. Then I edited under- the JavaScript of myself when I was like 13. And an under construction GIF of a guy um, digging a hole. No, that's so stupid. Why would um, I do that? That's basic. Yeah. That's so basic. That's like angel fire. Speaking of basic, um, <laughs> so I like that that riff uh, that juxtaposes you know the real world that everyone's used to with like the spirit dimensions. It's like yeah, we still we're you know we're wizards with apartments and mm-hmm. like electricity bills. Yeah, um, and but, it's uh, I I've, I've been fast forwarding a little bit, but it's interesting when they they show the other headquarters throughout the world and the. They're in kind of a rundown ancient place, but then you go to London and it's beautiful. You go to Hong Kong and it's gorgeous. You go to New York and it's this pristine building with all of these amazing things and doors to other places. It's it's incredible that it makes sense why they train the sorcerers there because it's you get to like experience and learn the the you know the magical arts, but then you're not like overblown by all these relics and cases and stuff like that they're just kind of down to the brass tacks but i do want to talk about how completely ridiculous their bookshelf system is oh yeah the library is very dumb just like maximize the amount of space we can use for the least amount of books it's it's nuts and they're like not really locked at all is that how they do it in the comic book trial um, this, that whole, <laughs> the whole camartage thing is very distinct and different. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, it, yeah, in the comic book, as far as I know, it's pretty much just the stereotypical, um, journey to the East type thing where mm-hmm. he goes and studies with monks and there's incense smoke everywhere. And there's, I mean, I imagine there's lots of books. I but. feel like somebody in some department figured out how to make the sound that the, the lock makes when you like click it open and they're just like we gotta use this like Everywhere. 12 times yeah. there's so many books we can do it's this so with. mysterious I mean I like the way they're like hung up cause it's not the whole library that does that it's That's just the like reserve. the reserve magic like super special stuff yeah and the, the past librarian died so what'd you think about Wong just generally, how did I feel about Wong? Yeah, the character. The, um, new, the new librarian. No, the man. Well, I mean, the actor's fantastic. Yeah, well, I don't I like know what else he's in. He basically manages to deliver most of the comic relief of the film mm-hmm. by being the straight man to Doctor Strange's goofing yeah. and antics. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, Doctor Strange realizes, or he's basically just straight up told, if you want, if you want magic, you're going to have to do all the reading uh, just the same way you became a neurosurgeon. Yeah. So he devours a ton of books. Which, and which because of his special skill, photographic memory, he's able to just absorb all of the reading. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, I wish And then there he was... learns how to astral project and then he can read in his sleep. Oh yeah, that, that's true. He does do that. It was which a, is interesting There was note. a cute scene. Um, but it is weird how like, there's not a point where you see him actually make the choice where he's like, you know what? I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. You know, he did like that, lo- that moment of humility. I don't remember it happening. He no. never really achieves a moment of humility. That's no. the weird part. He never does. And instead he's just, well, I'm going to study really hard. And so then he that's just all we that get. He's as great as he thinks he is. Yeah. I mean, I guess the moment of humility was getting shucked out into Mount Everest and then having to create a portal back and then, that falling was, through yeah, right before really he good. dies. Froze to death. Right. Um, 
drinking game uh, next time you watch this film, which for Claire might be never, is um, <laughs> every time they say sling ring, oh you, have to, <laughs> you have to take yeah, a that's shot. What it Don't was take called. a shot. You'll die. Um, I forgot that's what Just it was called. Just have a drink. Because, yeah, they... What, <laughs> so, okay, generally... This movie, like a lot of the reviews were saying, there's just so much hocus pocus, you know. Mm. But um, really, as far as um, like a fantasy magic film, there's always like a ton of rules. Like, mm. oh, if you feed the gremlins after midnight or like, oh, if you die in the dream world, right. or like, oh, whatever. Um, but this movie was was like rules medium. It was mm. not rules heavy uh, because it's like, yeah, we have these rings that you teleport to other places with. And I guess you need to have the ring and that's it. Yeah. Um, like there weren't too many magic rules that we yeah. had to keep track of. They weren't juggling yeah. so much. Stuff. I mean, the other the other main one was uh, the world cannot be affected in the mirror world, right? But people can if they're in the mirror world. Yeah, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There there wasn't too many rules, and it was it wasn't. And I appreciated that because mm-hmm. a lot of the time it's like, oh my god, the top was spinning. Does that mean you know whatever? Oh, and then we have we have this like little scene of him fighting. What is two? Chewatel. Chewatel. Can, can we call him Chewy? I wanted to, and I was like, "But that's Star Wars," and I did. Edge, I'm just edge like, edge "Am I doing it again?" Cutie pants. Um, yeah, he definitely is much older than that guy. I don't know what I was thinking. I was not in it to win it mentally last night. Um, they were having their little fight where he was like learning how to fight, and he's like, "Chewy was like, your weapon is gonna come to you." Yeah, the relic will choose you. Yeah. Yep. And then yeah, and Mordo had two relics already. He had the, the vaulting like the, boots, it, the vaulting boots, and the uh, his little staff whip thing. The vaulting stick. boots are my favorite item in Terraria. They're so good. Um, you guys don't get it, but somebody will. No, I get it. Okay, <laughs> so then, um, oh, so then when he goes to London, right? London fight. gets attacked. Right, to fight so Hannibal. Basically, his training isn't complete. No. Because the bad dude from the earlier scene, who we've already forgotten about, it's he's such a stock villain, mm-hmm. it's, it's absurd. But he shows up to steal more spells, I guess? Well, he's, he's destroying... So what he's doing with those orbs is he goes to each of the headquarters that act as these... Physical manifestations of of power that are on the ley lines of the planet that shield the world from magical attacks, so that way the world can't just be destroyed by some magical creature. And through the use of all of these headquarters, they create a shield around the whole planet. Mm-hmm. So he's going around. It's, sorry, I, I was really looking for the pun here, but so ozone layer except magic. What's the pun? The abracadabra zone layer. Like what? <laughs> what is it? What is it? The presto zone layer. Okay, got it. God. So he 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 shoots that orb down into the ground. That joke was and, not prestige. And not only destroys the the building, but like destroys the shield. And that's what happens. Is one of their uh, one of the unique things about where they are is it's kind of the center where all of the other headquarters can connect through through these doorways. Mm-hmm. And people who are there open the door to try to escape. And because of the explosion, uh, they're like knocked out. And he wakes up. And realizes that uh, the bad guys have come through that portal and gone into another. Mm. And he's the only one there. And he says to himself, well, you know, people are dying. I have my oath. I need to help. And runs through to try and stop them. And can magically all of a sudden fight real good despite being terrible before. 
Yeah, I mean, the training montage, it sh- like, he learns the hula hoop portal spell. Mm-hmm. Um, he learns to but he, make, like, like, a cat's cradle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, his, his fire cat cradle isn't really a thing, but he's still able to, like... I just feel like the people who are, like, following this bad guy should be able to defend yeah, themselves a little bit better. Really, he, in this fight, he really easily bests all of the goons. And, um, like... The mooks of uh, they, the big bad. They did the thing, too, that Marvel movies do where they're like, here's a hint at what's going to happen next. Oh, the the fucking cape is moving towards him. Oh, he's going to open a door and show the portal well, into anyone, another area. Anyone who's ever seen the comics knows that's his cape. Well, yeah. And and I, I thought the portal thing was cool, especially was when cool. the gravity changed. Yeah. No, it was yeah. good. It was a good use of portals. What is the quote from portal? It doesn't matter. Um, um, not that fucking quote. Um, <laughs> now you're thinking with portals? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> the one thing I like, though, is so it, it, it does seem like the, it's way too easy for Doctor Strange to just pick these dudes apart. But. And that, that's one of my problems with the movie is we don't have time frames. We don't know from the scene of the accident to Carmitage. We don't know how much time is passed. We have facial hair. Everyone's facial hair grows at different lengths to different speeds. Like that could have been a year. That could have been two months. Could have been mm-hmm. a month. We have no idea. And we don't know from the time he gets there to the time he shaves his face, which is obviously supposed to be our, oh, we have a physical manifestation. He's coming to his own. He's actually understanding what he's being taught. He's actually figuring out what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And he's becoming proficient. Like he's that's wearing supposed burgundy now. Yeah. He has changed his clothes. He mm-hmm. knows what he's doing he now. He is a grown-ass man. Yeah. And it must be because he's absorbing all of these books and he's finally, uh, you know, that whole slip ring thing was him finally coming into, uh, you know, to believe his powers and, and the point where uh, the, the fake ancient one before shows that he doesn't have a hand, that it's not about what you're doing with your hands. It's yeah. about belief. Yeah. And um, like that could have been six months. That could have been a year. Uh, when he sees Christine later, she says, you've been gone for so long. Like, I wish she would have said an actual time frame. Yeah, right. I wish she would have said, you've been gone for a year. Maybe they set it up on purpose so that you're just like, oh, what is time? Yeah. I don't even know the yeah, passing yeah, yeah. of time. Yeah, if she said, you've been gone for <clears throat> X amount of time, it would have, the audience would have been like, okay. That's Ooh. why he can hold his own. Because at the end of the day, he can't win, but he does, he, he's able to get through it and survive because, uh, you know, the cape helps him at one point. Right. That's, and like... It was nice that we didn't have too much gimmicky stupidity, and then the cape came along. The oh, cape man. is a little bit Jar Jar Binks it's, factor. It's just the it's it's everything I hate in those movies. I mean, not everything I hate I, I so liked many it things, a little. but I mean, I, it's cute I, I, I and like it's the cape. it's fun for like younger audiences and you two apparently. Yeah. But well, I'm just a kid. Like, I'm a kid at heart. Like pulling him around and like wiping away his tear i was just like get the fuck out of here this is an this i am an adult watching a movie about adults <laughs> don't wipe away his tear about magic <laughs> they, yeah they make yeah. The- and superpowers and space the sanctity of space and time yeah i mean the cape is basically just like goofy slapstick humor but yeah. it is i hate it I, I like that they sort of made the cape a character a little yeah bit. the the char- the 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 cape has its own mind 
Who is it? Like, does it do that kind of shit in the? No, it does no. No, it's just like a. It's just a levitating cape. cape. Yeah. 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 So that was definitely also, a, that was definitely a boardroom thing where it's like, okay, we we need a little bit more kitty fun in yep. this. Also, his levitating cape. Where was it when he was in the second mirror world, falling the whole time? Did he have it on? He had it, it, it on. He was dizzy. He had it on, and I thought. It would definitely have snagged on I, that. I, I spoke. I spoke with someone else about this who also saw the film. And uh, to actually use a relic, you have to consciously use it, right? And any time the cape does something on its own, it's minor stuff. It's pulling him back. It's moving him out of the way of foot. It's grabbing something or stopping him from being hit. It it, it never levitates him without him consciously doing it. So. Like he doesn't have, he doesn't really understand the power of it yet, and have control of it yet. There is the whole sequence where the cape beats someone to death for like yeah, five minutes. Yeah, the cape yeah. does things. The yeah. cape could have at least levitated him to not. I just. And at the end of the day, it only ever stops something if it's going to kill him. Yeah. So he may have been falling, but they're in the mirror world. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of whatever you make it. So. He just didn't have control over it because uh, Hannibal had, you know, the superpower. I hated that fucking scene. That I mean, I hated so, it so yeah. much. But I mean, well, there were good parts about that fight. Yeah. Um, which are, I mean, so you're right. Doctor Strange only, pretty much only has two spells. He has weird whip thing and, and teleport shield. thing and shield and shield thing. He can shield himself um, sometimes. Um, so he's not all that super. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of his shields actually winks out when right. he's like in the middle of a fight, and he's yeah. like, "Oh mm-hmm. shit!" So he's he's less super than the people he's fighting, but like the way he ends up winning the or at least fighting to a draw is he's more clever because he uses like the magic door thing to basically ding dong ditch mm-hmm. a, a couple of the of the goons in the mm-hmm. desert, and then the cape, yeah, the cape comes in and saves him and says, "Hey, use this magic thing over here to mm-hmm. put Mads Mikkelsen into a gimp suit." Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, then Mads Mikkelsen, I can, uh, so let me just reiterate, I, I liked how he was less super than other people, but through his cleverness of character, um, managed to save the day. And so, survive. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, that's what he needed to do. He wasn't going to win, but he had to be able to get through it and stop them from destroying those headquarters. Oh, we, we missed a really important scene. What, where he brings himself back to life in the astral plane in the hospital? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, let's do that. The the Ghostbuster scene in the middle of this movie? So he, yeah. gets, he gets stabbed by the baddest mook. Yeah. Um, Opens who, a portal. Yes. Into the broom closet, closet of the hospital. Mm-hmm. Shouts for Christine, which is like, sweet. You're just like, Christine, I need yay, you. he needs her. Finally, she's going to get hers. Except for he dies. Well, he's almost dead. And then he comes back as a ghost to fucking mansplain to her. She knows what she's doing. His urge Sorry to mansplain yelling. was so strong it transcended it was, death. The mansplain was so strong. Yeah, but she shut him up. She's like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, but he's You're, still. You don't, you don't need. You don't know everything. He still had this. to like light his chest cavity for her so she could see it better. It's mm. just like fuck off. It was fuck also, off and die. It was also so, like, a way she can to, save your life. Like magic. I know. It was cute, but it was just like. A very typical Marvel thing where it's just like, oh, we have a really strong woman in the movie, but she's mm-hmm. not quite that strong. Yeah, it's like... we. She still needs him. Well, no, I think at the end of the day, it's showing that she didn't need him, but he still felt like he needed to help. 
because that's his character, right? He thinks he knows better than everybody else. Yeah. So he can't see that she's strong enough to not need him. I know, and I hate it. Um, so so she, like, I guess pulls, um, whatever blood out of the stab wound, which is, I guess, what you do with the stab wound, maybe? Well, I Um, think, I think blood was filling his chest chest cavity. Um, and meanwhile, he is astral projecting and fighting the astral projection of the badass mook. So stupid. Um, but yeah, that's, so again, they're sort of doing that same thing where it's not that he's super that he's winning these fights. It's because he's clever. So like, she's defibrillating him. I and, mean, he and so this is he has so like this a shock. Is real dumb, real the, probably the dumbest thing in the film is like so he's in the astral plane, but when he gets an electroshock with the paddles, he has like a burst of energy yeah. in the astral he plane. Pikachu's. He Pikachu's, yeah, he, he, he thunderbolts. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then he's like, no shock well, now me. Again. I like no. It. So what's what's fucked up is he's like, no. This is why it's there's so many things about this that are stupid. But um, he's like, no shock me again with higher voltage, which. Okay, is malpractice. Uh, he basically just says, "Hey, do some malpractice now, yeah. real, real fast." I know this is all off the books, but let's just do something um, wrong. Let's do a crime. So then she shocks him extra hard, and then he blasts the astral body of this goon so hard that he dies. <laughs> well, he, well, I mean, they kind of make it clear, you know, if you die in the astral plane, you die in real life. Yeah, the astral plane was like really not. I mean, if they, that's they if only that's used his it like soul, twice and it it didn't make yeah. a lot of sense. Oh yeah, they didn't establish any rules there. Uh, but I mean, if that's his soul and his soul is somehow destroyed outside of the body, then you know what's gonna what's gonna pilot the body. But I do also, it, as dumb as that scene was, it does lead to a little bit of character growth where he's like, "Hey, I just killed someone and I hate it. Yeah, I never want to do this again." Yeah, it was terrible for him. Because, yeah, he's a doctor, and he's not about not about killing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the comic books, he's, I mean, he's a humanitarian as well. Um, but I think there have been multiple situations where it's like, oops, like, you know, by some weird side effect of magic, someone gets killed, you know? Yeah. Well, and he makes a big fuss because he's like, I became a doctor to save people. It's like, you became a doctor to ignore well, that's people and just save the ones that look good. So shut the fuck up. I like, mean, that's that's what the ancient one says to him. Yeah. Says, you can't, became a doctor to save yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I forgot that. that and, and she throws it in his face of, no, you're not as benevolent as you think you are. Mm-hmm. It's not about other people. It's about you and it always has been. So maybe it should be about other people and you should stop thinking about yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's so, later. That's during the other astral scene. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so Doctor Strange teams up with Chewie and Wong. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are going to go stop Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. At, like, at this part in the film, I don't. the villain's plan doesn't make any sense. Oh, well, right. Because they're going to destroy. They show up just in time. And he, he through his cleverness changes everything to the mirror dimension yes. or whatever and so their orb doesn't destroy anything because that's where you can practice magic without affecting the real world mm-hmm. and that's when uh someone tells him well no he's way more powerful here and they all have to run because mm-hmm. the the whole building starts to close in on them right so uh, the villain can what is his name uh, like Kaisilus or something. Yeah, Kaisilius. Kaisilius. Uh, Hannibal. Hannibal. So Hannibal, um, when he's in the gimp suit, gives like. Uh, so I could tell that the writers really wanted to do the right thing, mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, you know, the villain that's most 
dangerous. The the scariest villain is. Oh, the are we one. going back to him being in the, him being locked up? Yeah, it's real. Just real. This fast. is yeah, earlier scene. Okay. Um, so he gives his whole thing, his whole spiel, where it's because so like the villain who's scariest is the one who talks sense, you know. So mm-hmm. it's like they have Doctor Strange actually be halfway convinced by mm-hmm. his mumbo jumbo. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I'm going to bring Dormammu into the Earth 616 dimension. Mm-hmm. Scientology, um, basically. And then we'll, no one will have to die ever and we'll all have eternal life. And then Doctor Strange is like, wait, really? That sounds sweet. Um, yeah. Which is weird because it's like the audience isn't convinced at all. It's it. Well, I mean, he's not so much convinced about that. He, he is convinced because he just killed somebody. Or is that before he leaves? I think... Oh, God. I'm getting no, it all mixed yeah, up. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Uh, the main thing that convinces him is he's never truly trusted the Ancient One because the Ancient One won't talk about her past. And the uh, Hannibal's like, well, you know that the Ancient One gets its power, her powers from the same place I do. And she's been keeping secrets from you. And obviously she's not as good as she says she is. And... She wants to stop me from stopping all death and giving eternal life and all this stuff. Basically painting the Ancient One as the villain. Mm-hmm. And that's how he's partially convinced. Right. Because he's yeah. never trusted her. Yeah, plot-wise, that it works. And I like that they did that. Because it adds a, li- a tiny bit of complexity to the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess fast forward... Um, Oh, and his, in a bunch more fights. his okay. glitter eye makeup was pretty good. I liked it a lot. It was on yeah. point. It was like space. And then it was like breaking, like his skin was just like breaking away. Was he crying? He I did saw, like, cry. I saw yeah. tears rolling down tears, his... Yeah. What was, was that about? Well, because he was just talking about the beauty. Because I mean, his backstory is his entire family died. And he came there seeking some way for vengeance. And he was full on Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. And she taught him, even though she was worried about what he would end up doing and, uh, to deal with his grief, he decided to stop all death. So he's, he's still dealing with that stuff. That's the whole reason he's doing everything. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I didn't know that. So is that established in the movie at all? I think they, they talk about it one time. Yeah. It would be cool if we understood the villain a little bit more, that would be cool. Yeah. Because I just viewed him as like one Scientology. Note. Yeah. Yeah. Which characters, in, let's do a quick lightning round. Which characters in the film are more than one dimensional? Rachel. Rachel, Rachel McAdams? Is she, okay. Oh, what? yeah, Christine. So, Mordo. So she's a professional Mordo. and she's compassionate. Like, what, what are the dimensions here? She's smart, she's professional and compassionate. And she's able to say no to Doctor Strange. And she's so pretty. I love Rachel McAdams. Do I need to explain why Mordo's more than one dimension? Yeah, please. Okay, so it's because <laughs> he, uh, the whole reason he cute. came there is because uh, he also like lost family and stuff like that. And uh, his whole life was thrown into chaos. So when he came to be a sorcerer, it was more for him about finding a structure to the way the world works and how everything has a place. There's good versus evil. And in order to save the world, he needs to put his life into making sure that that structure is always in place because that's, that's how the way the world is. It's black and white for him. Mm-hmm. So when, uh, when it comes down that he realizes that there are gray areas in the world and the person that he put all of his trust into and that he learned from and followed for years of his life ended up 
using evil powers for good reasons, he can't come to terms with that. It is just it 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 doesn't fit into his his uh, his psychology and the way he sees the world. So it it leads to a, a mental break by uh, by the end of the film. Yeah, I mean he's he's very friendly and nurturing, mm-hmm. but then at the same time he sees the world in black and white. Because yeah, he's it's like, unrelenting. He says at one point that like he came to seek vengeance and become more powerful, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Look, straight up, I'm just going to use violence. Mm-hmm. I like violence. I'm going to use it. Yeah. Period. Man, but so, I'm going to do it for the right reasons because good versus evil. Yeah. So yeah, that's two two dimensional. Um, Wong. Wong Wong is good, but he's just as fleshed out as he was in uh, The Martian. Mm. Like he's just a dude. Mm. I didn't see that. Yeah, they give him a little bit of personality by having him listening to Beyonce, which yeah, I like. That's pretty great. They could have picked any other Beyonce song though, but it was it was fun. Mm, yeah. They need to make sure people would recognize it because people are dumb and they don't know her discography. They're just like, oh, 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 and they're like, oh, that's babe. So yeah, I mean, I guess this film did have at least a couple two di- two dimensional characters, which is not bad for a Marvel universe yeah. film. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, like, and because two dimensional is still not great. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, and and I mean, this is where it goes into you know the crazy uh, Inception world fight and and then that's three dimensional. We we eventually get to. Uh, showing that she has the same symbol on her forehead right as the ancient Hannibal. one has it looks kind of like a goat's head which yeah. i liked because yeah, it's like H. sacred geometry but it looks like looks mercury like a goat's i head. think yeah so i mean that's that's an interesting scene i love the little platform she makes for them all to fight on and then uh you know they have a, an interesting fight and but uh hannibal gets away and the ancient one is is badly Badly, she hurts. dies in kind of a dumb way. Yeah, because I mean, it's the same guys that Doctor Strange was able to beat, uh-huh. and they kill the Sorcerer Supreme. But at the end of, the, but you also have to remember, uh, a she knew when she was going to die. Uh, B, he was fighting her, fighting them in the real world, and but they were fighting in the mirror world, where all of them have more power because it directly comes mm. from uh, Demo or whatever he's called. Dormammu. Dormammu. So, at the end of the day, they're infinitely more powerful than him or Mordo. The only one who can even contend with their ability to shape reality is the Ancient One, and it's 3v1, and her goal is just to keep Doctor Strange and Mordo alive, because at this point, you know, everybody's disenfranchised, you know? Uh, Doctor Strange kind of comes to this moment where he's like, well, Hannibal was right about everything like why shouldn't i believe in him and it's her job even though she's dying to convince him to stay on her side that was yeah that was probably my second favorite scene in the film which is where i mean so he rushes the ancient one back through a portal to the same hospital to where christine is working what the fuck and it's kind of a running gag where he's like christine like a second time Mm -hmm. um which adds some levity but it eventually it becomes this is the scene that has, I think, the most heart in the film because um, it's like, yeah, you realize that Doctor Strange has like um, has like a place in his heart for the ancient one. You know, even though she's like dabbling in the dark arts or whatever, it's like she's still been really good to him um, and she's sort of willingly going into the void. And it was, it was kind of emotional. Like I, 
I was she was, she was, I was able a to little slow choked down time. up because <laughs> because she like knew she was gonna die and was watching lightning in slow motion and was just like, well, here I go. Because well, I mean, ultimately, that's the most enlightened thing of all is like when you just let go, man. She what she said. She like pointed at the helicopter and she said, "This is the moment before you hit the floor." So it almost seemed like she was watching his crash again. Uh, I couldn't tell no, what that it's, was, it's like because, what she was doing. Well, he he jumped out of his own body uh-huh. and was falling down and fell oh, backwards. Oh, got you. I and she like pointed out the window and I was then, like, that should, have, that should have given him the kick. It's yeah. it's because it's because they had progressed far enough in their mm-hmm. slow motion talk mm-hmm. that he was about to hit the floor from that thing. That's how long they'd been talking, and she knew so that the moment before he hit the floor was when she was going to die. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That was the moment. I was so, so confused by that, and, and I was yeah. just like, "What are you doing with this scene?" I'm glad that she died. Not cool. I mean, cool. <laughs> I mean, good because, to know. Well, yep. because you know. It would have been she's stupid white. if she didn't. Yeah, she's white. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, well, I mean, I think all white people should it's die. The old, <laughs> <laughs> it's don't quote, or- don't at me. It's the origin story, you know. Like Doctor Strange was not yet touched by death, you know. So, well, because what is she gonna do? Just keep being? No, like it's Doctor Strange, not Doctor Weird White Girl with no hair. Like give him, like she has to go. Yeah. Also, the symbol does not look anything like Mercury. It looks like Capricorn. Don't at me once again. Just letting Twitter know. I don't care. <laughs> But yeah, she has. To, it's the mentor has to die so that the hero can sort of become. Yeah, it, everybody. It's it's always what it's it has a power to be. Vacuum. That's the unfortunate problem. Is is not only are we in the MCU formula, we are also in the origin movie. Mm-hmm. So we yeah, have I to we have to movies. hit these. Thankfully, what is there any more left after this Mm-mm. in the Marvel universe? Un- until we get to the point where they are replaced with. Uh, the I mean, I'm still waiting for Dazzler's origin movie. Dazzler's pretty dope. Um, I I was about to throw out a couple things, but they're both DC. Yeah, I yeah. I know. Throw I know. Them right out the window. I know DC's coming up, but I'm talking about like. I mean, I think they could do a badass Swamp Thing and Miracle Man run. That'd Miracle, cool. Miracle Man. That'd be cool. I, I like. <laughs> I'm just I, fun of my is Animal Man sorry. Marvel or DC? Who? Animal Man. DC, I think. Yeah, but I think he's Justice League. I really like Animal Man. Does he, is he just a man who can talk to animals? He's he like how did can, you how did you know that he can become <laughs> animals too? Oh, animorph yeah. man. Well, kind of. <laughs> it's more like it's more like oh, I need the speed of a cheetah, so I'm gonna run super fast, and I need the strength of an ant, so I'm gonna become super strong, and I need the, the of eyesight an of an eagle, and and he just can absorb all these powers from different animals and use them whenever he wants. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. Doctor Strange might be the last real Marvel property. Thankfully, yeah. God, and, until so. we get to the point where we have a young African American Iron Man and and we and a female Thor and we can just move on. Well, they did set up Black Panther to yeah. have his his time in the sun. Yeah, but I feel like we don't need an origin story from him mm. because we're just going to move on from there, right? right and he's Isn't, like a prince. Yeah, we're good. Thank God. I do like that this movie did origin story, but also other stuff. Like, I feel like the the pace of the movie was way too fast. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but I'm, we are we are speed walking the whole time. I'm it's glad that I didn't have to go through two movies of all of that. Yeah, because I would not have done it. I would not have watched Doctor Strange Part Two. So uh, can we just skip? We have the final battle. Yeah, with yeah, yeah, with yeah, Matt yeah. Mikkelsen and his goons, and then Doctor Strange willingly goes to face Dormammu. Um, and again, I love that. 
it was because it's 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 his cleverness. Yeah, he because wins by he, being clever, he can't he can't win the battle that's in front of him. He can't. He doesn't have the power to do so. And he he realizes he does have a power that no one else has because he's unlocked the the time necklace, the Eye of Agaboto. Yep. So he he goes and says hi to Domamo. Who might be Thanos? I think he is. Okay. I think he's. I think that's like the dimension where Thanos comes from. Uh. Like that's where he's been hanging out during all these movies. Mm-hmm. Is in this crazy dimension that like absorbs other stuff. And mm-hmm. when we see him in like Guardians of the Galaxy and in, in the Thor movies and stuff, that's his representation in this world. And why he hasn't come to Earth and just killed everybody mm. is because he's still stuck in this other dimension. You know, okay. and he's just got like this astral projection of because he has like that world. scroll corduroy face thing yeah. mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was pretty cool. I like the like. It was nice. It was yeah. neat. It was a good. Any if they would have done it any other way, it would have been real dumb. Yeah, yeah they played it for laughs because like Doctor Strange realizes he can infinitely respawn. Yeah, um, he so creates a time loop. Yeah. yeah, and Dormammu gets really frustrated because he's never had to experience time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, they did have the stupid thing where it's like um, you know um, in Independence Day where he's like virus, virus. Um, yeah, I'll give the aliens a cold. Yeah. Um, but no, he's like, oh, outside of time, and then runs off. And, mm-hmm. But I mean, it works, because he respawns infinitely. And they could have done a little more gravity, I feel like, because he says to Dormammu, I'm not sure exactly in these words, but he says he's going to sacri- he's willing to sacrifice himself to save the Earth. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, he says, well, I'm willing to be here with you forever. Right. I'm willing to just, you want to just be here? You're technically my prisoner, and we'll just do this forever. Sounds good. Which is... Which is pretty amazing. But yeah, I don't know why Dormammu can't just like ignore him. Because uh, if he creates the time loop, even if... I think, I think the, the time loop doesn't, isn't predicated on his death. I think it loops anyway right. after a certain amount of time. So even if they're just standing there, they would keep looping mm-hmm. over and over mm-hmm. and over again. Both of them aware that they're looping. Yeah. So he's like, all right, Dormammu, never come back. And then Dormammu's like, all right, peace. But I mean, we don't see that part. He just reappears behind Hunt, uh, Mads Mikkelsen. And uh, how do they defeat the... Well, he says fellas? that you're taking your lackeys with you. Oh, right. Yeah. So yeah, he yeah. absorbs him into, into that the, dimension. The dark dimension. And he's like, you're not going to like what you find there, buddy. Yep. Have fun. Okay, another quick stupid thing in the... the I liked... Okay, so the the final battle is kind of amazing because the whole city is being oh, destroyed in I reverse love mm-hmm. i love it which is like i've never seen anything like that it's ridiculous we get a whole scene in reverse yeah so this everything is winding backwards in time and they're like avoiding things moving backwards but there's two stupid things um and one is super minor it's um mads mickelson is fighting them they're punching and kicking and then they push him into a wall that's as being it's rebuilt. Re- as it's reforming. But So that's yeah. fine. But then he goes, no! And pushes as, himself as out. It, as if they have finally defeated him by putting him in a wall. And it's like, wait, is he done now? Because that was like the, I'm dead, no. Yeah. Um, but no, he, that was he, po- he pops out in like 10 seconds. But mm. he's, he's, no! Um, I don't know. I'd be pretty, I'd, I'd, I'm I think not I'd sure. be super bummed he out. Did, if yeah, I, was I don't know what else I would he, yell besides no as a wall is forming yeah. itself around me. 
walls. Yeah. Um, I well, he's. I mean, it's he's, scary. His Maybe he's claustrophobic. Was, his whole family was killed by walls. <laughs> his oh my whole God. family was killed in There's a wall. Arch nemesis is. That's why he wants to destroy were, the world. The clues yeah. were everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he's always destroying walls. It's crazy. That's what he's about. Um, but then the other stupid mm-hmm. thing is he, they're rewinding the whole battle where Wong has died. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Wong. Wait, hold on. Stop. Undies. Undies. He oh, bi- he he builds he builds a wall to avoid to keep other walls out. Okay, keep going. He's got a wall in his heart to stop all the other walls. Yeah. Oh my god. But all in all, it was just another brick. Fuck, I hate oh, myself. Wow, <laughs> wow. We shouldn't have let you go that far. Uh, yeah. Well, what do you do? You think about Wong undying? Und- I mean, they just brushed it off because it's. What's weird is like, it was Mads Mikkelsen's whole mission to stop death mm-hmm. but then it's like oh dr strange who's like a you know a magical neophyte mm-hmm. finds the eye of agamotto and i guess it chooses him or whatever well see i think i mean he says it to mads mickelson at the end he's like you should have read further in the book because that's where he finds the eye he finds it after that spell he's looking through the forbidden text and he's like oh in order to translate all this stuff and figure it out i need this eye thing and then realizes like Oh, well, time magic is the thing, but Mordo's saying no. By doing that, even Wong says, Wong says no. You, if you disrupt the natural order, it will have ripples, and something else will go wrong. You've mm. you've may have destroyed something somewhere else, or you you could have destroyed the fabric of the universe because time is one of the constant things of our of our dimension. Mm. Like it is necessary. So for someone to mess with it, that's super bad. And, but yeah, uh, he rewinds like five minutes and like unkills like a lot of people. Of the probably. whole section of the city. Right. He and unkills the like half of Hong Kong. And that's and it's just fine. And Wong's Wong's like, what did Don't you do? And Mordo's all pissed off and he's like, Well, isn't this worth it? But none of them know well, what the yeah, repercussions the, are gonna be. The little back and forth, which is kind of funny, is um he said Doctor Strange is like, I know, I know, natural laws. But then Wong is like, Don't stop now. Yeah. Like um mm-hmm. Keep fixing everything, please. Um, So Doctor Strange unlocks the cheat codes of the universe, Mm -hmm. and they pretty much only address it with one line of dialogue, which Mm -hmm. is like, I know, natural laws. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it also, (laughs) but he also, in that way, puts the nail in the coffin of who is going to be his arch nemesis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Mordo is already disenfranchised. He's already... Disenchanted. Disenchanted. (laughs) Uh... By the Enchantress, uh, the, the Ancient One has just thrown him into this spiral. He he he's so upset to learn that the person he trusted is kind of bad in his opinion, and everyone's doing everyone's breaking the rules around him. And uh, I don't know. Do we want to talk about the the very last? We can skip the mid credit scene and talk about the last credit scene since Uh-oh. since the mid credit scene did you guys not stay through the credits i went to the bathroom okay i saw the one with thor okay see that's from a different movie that's why i want to talk about that last it just like in in uh ant-man there was a section of captain america i thought because i was in the bathroom for like a moment and he was like oh the credits are already done and i was like really i only saw the mid credits i think why did you guys leave there's always two because i I hate that movies do this okay (laughs) i could not so uh But it's a Marvel thing. You should just know by now. Uh, well, I know. I even said, like, are you going to stay for the credits? I'm going to pee. Okay, look. <laughs> it's I'm giving this movie enough of my fucking time 
to hang out for one credit special hidden mm-hmm. Easter egg, and then there's fuck there's two. There's, there's always there's two. there's been two for a while. I'm just Whatever. saying it's, this is not new. Uh, so <laughs> so the the first after credit scene is from another movie which they started doing in Ant Man. That was just a piece of Captain America that they put at the end of the thing. This uh, what was the first credit scene was a scene from the next Thor movie. Uh, and, and the, at the very, very end, we see a basketball guy who healed his body mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. through magic, which we learn the reason why he can walk is because he's using his magic to just puppet his own body. Mm-hmm. And that's why he can walk around and do stuff. Mordo shows up and, uh, and the guy recognizes Mordo and they're like, well, you know, what are you doing here? What do you want? And then he sees the look on Mordo's face and he like picks up a wrench cause he's like working in a workshop and to try and defend himself. And Mordo comes up and says, you don't deserve this. And like Shang songs his magic out of his body. And, and absorbs it. And the guy, YouTube that the, guy, the guy says, why are you doing this? And he says, I finally figured out what's wrong with the universe. There's too many sorcerers. Ah, yep. So he created his own arch nemesis by mm-hmm. messing with, but he had to do it. He had to do it to save the world. So, you know, but that was the nail in the coffin. That's what turned Mordo into Baron Mordo, the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was I a cool just, scene, I but it was, it was all the way at the end. I feel like a dum dum for having to pee so much. That's it. I I barely made it. The only I was in the IMAX theater where there's like actual stadium seating where the mm-hmm. people's head are at your feet. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get out of there, so I was like, "Well, I'm just gonna hold it and pray to God I make it." I had to like shimmy past people's reclined legs. Yeah, they make it really hard to want to watch a movie. Yep, I just because I'm always tired, and mm-hmm. I think also the reason why. I mixed up Chewie with Star Wars Boy is because I was really drunk when I went to see Star Wars because <laughs> yeah. it was Christmas and that's uh-huh. what I do. Yep. I get wasted and go hey, see Star Wars. <laughs> if you're going to do something, enjoy yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Live it up. But what do you think about that scene now that I shared it? Um, I mean... That's why I felt like he was more than a one-dimensional it's pretty, character. It's pretty much as cookie-cutter as the rest of the movie. Right. Because it's like, there are too many... I will execute Order cooks. 66. Yeah. I will be the only sorcerer. Yeah. yeah. Well, now he's stealing everybody's soul. I mean, uh, it's, everyone's motivation is like pretty hammy. Well, do you like... Because I didn't know Doctor Strange was going to be in the next Thor movie. That was cool. Yeah. I'm kind of excited. And then there was the goofy little thing where it's like, oh, here's a giant stein of beer, Thor. And then uh-huh. he, they cut he away and he it. drinks the whole thing. And then he fills it. He sees it. He watches it fill back up right in front of him, which is Thor's dream. Mm-hmm. His favorite thing ever. Mm-hmm. Mm. He loves beer. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, they um, give him a b- big stein and he just watches it fill back but, up. I mean, what, like, what was funny about that to me was not that Thor's a god and he can drink real fast. It's, uh-huh. it's that it was like almost... A, a play on movie goofs where uh-huh. it's like someone takes a sip and then they cut away and then there's dip, the the level of the drink keeps shifting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know um, continuity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 and plus he's he's a Viking god so he can drink like a motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> but it's also it's pretty clear it's from a different movie, different director. The, the look is different, and but if it, it makes sense for Doctor Strange to be in the Thor movie because if anyone can handle Loki, it's Doctor Strange. What? What are, you, what are you smiling for? No reason. Okay. 
Can't any, seem to hit the low key. Any <laughs> closing thoughts? Are we still? I mean, now that we've discussed it, we've kind of relived the experience mm-hmm. together. I don't know if they're going to get Rachel has, McAdams back for has, a second movie. Yeah, I agree on yeah. that. Uh, has anybody's opinion changed? Do you like the movie more? Hate it more? I think my my thumb up has gotten a little more lazy. Yeah. I mean, last night when we were talking about the movie, you could there was nothing about it you liked. I couldn't talk about it knowing that we were going to talk about the whole thing today. Yeah. So when you were like going on about it in the car, I was just like, dear God, I'm going to have to relive all these great one-liners. Yeah. Because oh, Andrew, right. uh, Andrew had seen it when I saw him at the, uh, at the Extra Life mm-hmm. get-together yesterday. And I had seen it too. And we both knew we were going to talk about it tomorrow. So we were both just like, it's so hard to not talk about something because you know you want to save that for later and god forbid you come up with some amazing point and you're like damn i should have saved that yeah so there's the there's the nerd in me that's just like yeah a lot of it was pretty and a lot of it was well done and i liked it Mm -hmm. and then there's the part of me that's like but they still are treating women like garbage there's still like one black guy there's still a white person playing an asian person and Mm -hmm. i'm just like fuck that i hate it yeah i benedict was great Mm-hmm. Which one? He's always great. Both yeah. of them. Yeah. Cumberbatch and Wong. <laughs> they were both great. Uh, but yeah, everybody acted the shit out of it. Tilda was amazing. I love yeah. her. I love watching her do things. And everyone's I, earning their paycheck, but yeah. there's no movement through the medium. This is yeah. just a movie. And it's just like a regurgitation of so many that have come before it. it it just seems to me like these movies are always the same fucking movie it's like we're going to give them different powers a different type of arrogance i'm just hitting the microphone but it's going to be the exact same fucking movie over and over and over and over yeah i wish doctor strange was not written as iron man um, All right i keep hitting the microphone because i mean <laughs> kind of kind of what sets him apart is like he's sort of a reserved loner like he his only real friend in the um in the comics is like his valet Wong. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he's a little bit more like cerebral and serious and stern. Like he's kind of the George Harrison of, of the Marvel universe. Cause he's, he's a little bit more, mm. but it's like, that doesn't come across at all at any point. He's just goofy, 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 goofy. When I didn't respond to that, I was like, it's a Beatles thing. Like, yeah, I know. Oh yeah. That, that reference wow. was, was baked yesterday. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, baked. But do you kind of feel like <clears throat> there it goes, <clears throat> my voice uh do you kind of feel like maybe it's because this is i mean this is this is me hoping that this is because it's the origin movie and it's because he's not as wise as he needs to be and he's eventually going to become that character and this is just the start or do you think no this is just the iron manification of the marvel universe oh, and God. it affecting every other character in it if he's in some kind of avenger movie yes he he's going to be infinity war I just don't want him to but that's like, speak that's like words that Joss Whedon has anything to do with. Uh, I'm going to just like die. I can't deal with it. Um, yeah, I feel like they were writing to Benedict Cumberbatch's character, which is whoever he likes to play, which is oftentimes... I mean... Sherlock. It's it's like charismatic, genius, smarmy. Mm-hmm. 
Like that's that's the thing is like they they wrote way too much smarm. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like he has the chops to actually do a serious role. And if there well, was a Marvel movie to be serious, this could have been it. Yeah. But nobody wants that. I guess. I know. Do you feel like that's a reaction to DC and the fact that their movies are exactly. so dark and have exactly. no life and humor in them? Yeah, because that's the thing. DC went the opposite direction. It's like yeah, let's stick to this real gritty thing. And they then, don't know how to not do that. Yeah. And, and then I, they're like, nope, smarm forever. And I don't like those movies too. Yeah, yeah, that's a it's a hard place. I need to, to be like in. I need to like a Batman movie, and I just can't do it. Yeah, it's hard. Uh, have you seen the Imitation Game? Nope. You should see that because that is a serious role for Benedict Cumberbatch mm. that has zero smarm. Mm. He is a almost unlikable character completely because of how not sharp charming he is. I liked him as Smarmy Dragon. I'm just going to put it out there. Oh, yeah. Smog was great. Smarm Dragon. Smog. I liked... Did I see the last... Yeah, nope. I did. Did anyone see the third one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel I, like we all got Lord of the Rings fatigue. It was on TV, I think. I have seen... Like, if there's a series that I've seen all of the films in theaters of, then I, I just, like, I have a thing where I have to just go see it. Mm-hmm. So I just had to go see the Hobbit movies. Yeah. And I liked them. They were really stupid, but yep. I liked them a lot. Mm-hmm. And I love what's as cute. Uh, Martin Freeman. Freeman. Yep. Watson. Even as an ugly little hobbit, I love mm-hmm. him so much. He's adorable. Yep. Yeah, I, I like me some Freeman. Mm-hmm. Gordon Freeman. Um, Gordon Freeman? The Freeman? <laughs> Gordon Freeman. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean. I'd like to tell you that he survived. Is, the combine. is there anything left either of you want to say about the movie? Hmm. Uh, it's a solid B. It sure is a movie. Oh, um, see it in 3D. Because oh. we didn't, and I feel like we Did missed out. Did we have out. tickets to... You I, said you I got thought, 3D tickets. I thought I got 3D, but it wasn't. Because they didn't have I, it. Yeah. I uh, heard Derek talking about how much he enjoyed watching in 3D. Uh, Derek Armijo, friend of the show. Hi, and hi, Derek. Yay! And uh, he convinced me, so I pre-ordered tickets to the uh, Universal Studios AMC up there, mm-hmm. and they have one of the best IMAXs in California. It's gigantic. The mm-hmm. screen is stories tall. Wow! And um, I saw it in IMAX 3D, and it was incredible. It was, I mean. That is one of the few movies I can tell people they're like, no, you shouldn't wait till it comes out on DVD, the dead format. You should go. The dead format. You should go to the theater, and you should pay the extra money because it's one of the f- few movies. And it's crazy. It was all post production. It wasn't filmed with 3D cameras, mm. uh, yeah, which is obvious because most of it's CG anyway. But they just did an amazing job. There's so much depth and and sense of presence in those films like you guys were talking about his his trip out sequence when he first meets the agent yeah that scene was insane i bet that scene was incredible yeah and uh i'm sure like the whole mirror world stuff was real cool yeah because you could feel the the just like the the glass vignetting Uh on on the the it just it looked like you were looking into things Mm -hmm. and it was just it was really cool it, so I would suggest I I really liked it, but I'm I'm uh, I like most everything. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's definitely a prettier and more stylistic Marvel film, but mm. don't expect like a smarter, more yeah. woke film yeah. at all. It's not going to change anything. Boundaries have not been moved. No. I almost feel like they have a responsibility where they should be doing better because they have the money and the eyes on them that they can help push change. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have a responsibility, but maybe we're not going to get that until later because they have set down this crazy outline for the next like seven years worth of movies. Um, I'm glad at I, least though that like characters like Wong were just straightforward characters. Yeah. No fucking gimmicks. Mm-hmm. No American stereotypes of mm-hmm. what an Asian person is. He was just a guy. Yeah. And it, it, his, I was just, he was he was him. I was actually scared. Like they they put him on film or like as as soon as we saw him, I was like, oh great, now what? And then yeah. he was a normal dude, and I was like, <sighs> I mean, Benedict Wong is has recently been in a series of incredible movies I as a small even. role, and he's great in every single one. He's fantastic because he's the leader of uh, of the. Uh, um, uh, what's it called? He of a section of NASA that helps build rockets in in the Martian, mm-hmm. and he's he's amazing. Yeah. And he's not really in the movie all that much, but he's great in his role. And he's mm-hmm. he keeps having these small side roles in films, and he's great every time. That's good. So we need more of that. Yeah. Uh, but I suggest go watch it in IMAX 3D. Yep. Uh, the two best screens in Southern California are uh, Universal Studios, if you can make it up there, if you're in Southern California, or the Chinese Theater in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. They are both fantastic. If, you, if you're if you south of that, like way too, way too far south, Irvine Spectrum is also really good. It's one of the few real IMAXs outside of those two theaters. So check it out. I think, I think at least the journey is going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And... Um, if you like Marvel movies, you should definitely check this one out because it fits into their timeline, their compendium of Marvel cinematic craziness that the that we're all on a ride on. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to thank both of you for, for coming on. This was a lot of fun. It's been a pleasure. I'm going to admit I thought I'd be just using my magic shields to defend this movie <laughs> the whole night. So I'm glad that we could we could kind of analyze it and find some good in there. Um but uh, stay tuned. Well, not not really stay tuned. I made I made a decision while we've been recording. Uh, I'm gonna release two episodes this week. Yay! We're gonna have you guys little special episode, and then later out in the week we're gonna have the Godfathers of the Benson Benview Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna get both of those beautiful, beautiful people, those Andrew beautiful Lindy dinguses. and Matt Benson, and we're gonna get them on here and hear what they have to say. Uh, spoilers, Andrew liked it. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. He actually enjoyed he it. Uh, and another spoiler, Benson has hated every Marvel movie this year. Yeah. With a passion. What mm. Do you know what Marvel movies Benson likes? No. Yeah. He enjoyed a couple of them in previous years, mm-hmm. but every single one he's seen recently, he's hated. Yeah. Just, just like doesn't even want to talk about it. And you know how much Benson likes to talk. Yeah. He's, he's not one to shy away from tearing something down yeah so i uh, actually thought that i would be a lot more verbal tonight but i was just like i'm just gonna let you nerds talk about this shit and i just don't know what to say i mean that kind of says a lot right yeah. if you're not willing to defend i don't even how much you dislike it, it right no yeah then i don't feel like i even need not to matter that much i don't even feel like i need to right um 
But Benson enjoyed Suicide Squad. I didn't see it. Which I did not enjoy mm. because it was basically a music video movie. <laughs> and and they used like all the reshoots that they yeah. did as like flashbacks. It feels <laughs> it feels so weird. Yeah, it's two it is, movies. It's like someone took a bunch of different pieces of a couple cuts of the same movie and just taped them all together in whatever order they wanted to. I hate it. It, it. feels killed, really weird. It was killed by endless market testing. Yeah. It's like, oh, people hate Jared Leto. Let's, uh, I mean, going away. I mean, a director actually made a cut of the movie and then they hired another company to come in and re-edit the movie and add the reshoots in. Which I think... So, so it's a totally different film. Are you familiar with the production history of Doctor Strange? No. Nope. I heard there were rewrites including Dan Harmon. I guess you'll get into Yeah, that yeah, yeah. The there was there was yeah, they will know everything. Okay. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm going I'm waiting for that deep dive. We're going we're going to go but, on that. Uh, your two social justice warriors here have uh, have weighed in. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Change needs to happen. Yeah. Um I just don't know if they can because we are talking about there is this is a movie. This is a universe by committee. We've got a series of directors working on all these things. We've got scripts that are all overseen by Feig. We've got, you know, just one movie after another. Actors being lined up, you know, reshoots being done as soon as they test. Like This is a machine at this point. So I hope that while we go on this ride and while we continue watching these movies, they become better. Mm-hmm. And they become more responsible. And they start making better decisions. But I don't think those negative aspects destroy this movie. Right. Yeah, I think, I, I I think it's still fun. I was expecting to really not be pleased with Benedict Cumberbatch in this role, but mm-hmm. he does a fine job. Yeah. I expected to feel the way about it that I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you very much, everybody. I hope you have a great week. And stay tuned for later this week. We're going to have Lindy and Benson. Mm-hmm. Wait, parting thought. What do you think the odds are in the sequel that they will very prominently use the song I Put a Spell on You. Pretty good, right? I think it will be a joke thing that comes on in the radio mm-hmm. when they're at their like, like, headquarters. Or something. Well, because isn't he, isn't he defending New York now? Yeah. He, he is like the dude who defends the New York field office. The can Sanctum Sanctorum. <laughs> I love New York, but can we Again, defend something sanctum. else? Well, he needs to be there for the Avengers. No, he needs to be there for when Thor... There. Yeah. Yeah. Where's where's Spider Man? He's gonna be. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But that's how they become the Avengers. Oh, whoa. And that's how they became the Avenging Bunch. I mean, how much are you gonna hate it during Infinity War when Guardians of the Galaxy are there? And all the Avengers and the Defenders, which are Daredevil and all of them, are gonna be helping down on the ground. Because it's gonna be all of them. They're going to have to all like, work together in the Infinity War movies. I just literally felt part of my brain stop working. It just shut off. It was just like, I'm tapping out of this conversation. I feel like, actually, that's one of the reasons <laughs> I liked Doctor Strange is because, like, there was one Marvel hero. Yeah. And that's It was all. nice. It feels good. <laughs> it was refreshing. Yeah. They don't all need to be ensemble movies. All right. I think that'll do it for us. Thanks for having us. Bye. Bye. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.